First things first, this is about truth telling. I have no agenda. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what No Mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah! This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith, coming at you at the very least every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wherever you can find your podcast. It's No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith. We're here coming at you from my studios, thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. You know something? There's nothing wrong with people who were born, figuratively speaking, with silver spoons in their mouth. People who are jealous of those folks like that, resent folks like that, stuff like that, it's usually rife with jealousy and envy. They usually look at folks and they be like, "What? The, why the hell should they get the opportunity? Oh man, they ain't worth the damn. They ain't have to earn it. They ain't have to do, they have to do that. It's BS. It's not about what opportunities you were gifted Once you were gifted with them, it's about what you do with them that defines who you are and what you're made of and what you're all about. When I think about coaching, for example, Pat Riley was an assistant. He ultimately ultimately became the head coach of Showtime because it was Paul West. What was it? Paul Westfall. I'm sorry, Paul West Head. That was coaching the Los Angeles Lakers, ultimately loses his job. Pat Pat Riley takes over, and all of a sudden, Showtime is born because this slow-down, methodical approach that he had was a turnoff for Magic Johnson to the point where Magic Johnson was interested in getting traded. And then Pat Riley takes over Showtime, and it's a new era. But guess what? It helped that Pat Riley had Magic Johnson, Byron Scott, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, And then Michael Cooper and years later, Michael Thompson, Kurt Rambis and all of these other guys. Yeah, James Worthy. Let's not forget him. It helped. Phil Jackson might have taken over for Doug Collins. But Doug Collins didn't win all those championships in Chicago. And I love Doug Collins. That was Phil Jackson. He had Michael Jordan with Scottie Pippen. Had Horace Grant, B.J. Armstrong. John Paxson, years later, after Jordan retired and then came back. Hell, he might have won a championship with Pippen without Jordan if Hugh Hollins hadn't made that bogus call on behalf of Hubert Davis. But for you folks that ain't basketball aficionados, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And for those who know it, doesn't matter. Because ultimately, Jordan came back. And once Jordan came back, even though they didn't win initially, after he came back with 17 games left in the 95 season before losing in the playoffs to Orlando, he came back and they had Dennis Rodman instead of Horace Grant. And they had Steve Kerr instead of John Paxson. By the way, back in the day, let me not forget the great Greg Craig Hodges. 
I mean, Phil Jackson had a loaded squad. No doubt about it. I mean, I even remember the Bill Cartwright, the Bill Winningtons of the world. And others. He had a crew. And everybody knew their role. But Phil Jackson deserves credit. He didn't want just six with the Bulls. He won five more with the Lakers. Because of Shaq and Kobe initially. With the Derek Fishers, the Rick Fox, the Brian Shaw's of the world and others. Then the Ron Harper's of the world and people like that. But then ultimately, he came back and what happened? He did it without Shaq, with Kobe, with Gasol, with Andrew Bynum, with Meta World Peace. You can look at them all you want to. You can say, hey, well, you know what? What did you do? What did you do? What did you do? Did you really earn it? Hell yes, he did. Because there's plenty of those who haven't. There's plenty of people who've had crews. I love and respect Scott Brooks. What he had Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and Reggie Jackson and James Harden and Serge Ibaka. They didn't win the chip. Indiana was no joke with the Reggie Millers and the Dale and Antonio Davises and the Jalen Roses of the world. They win the chip. Larry Bird didn't win the chip when he was coaching them. Seattle Supersonics, George Carl, great coach, had the glove, Gary Payton, and Sean Kemp. They didn't win the chip. Phoenix Suns had Dan Marley and Charles Barkley and Kevin Johnson's boys. They didn't win the chip. Pat Riley had the Knicks with Ewing, with Oakley, with Anthony Mason, with Charles Smith, with John Starks, with Derek Harper in them. They didn't win the chip. There's a whole bunch of things that you can look at where people had opportunities and didn't maximize the potential given to them. They ain't learn anything. Or whatever they learned, it wasn't good enough for them to pull it off. That has not been the case with Jeannie Buss. Now, I know over the last three years, two and a half seasons to be exact, they haven't won. 2021, they got bounced out in the first round by the Phoenix Suns. Last year, they didn't make the playoffs. This year, they're out of the playoffs seeding at this particular moment in time. But I still think they'll make the playoffs. I still think they will. With LeBron James playing the way that he's playing, with Anthony Davis back, with Russell Westbrook playing the way that he's playing, and with the pickup of Hachimura from the Wizards, I personally believe the Lakers going to the playoffs. The only three games under 500 and only about as many games out of the top six seed in the Western Conference. I'm not sleeping on them, at least at the time I was taping his pockets. But let me tell you something. When you think about what the Lakers are supposed to be all about, it starts at the top, doesn't it? And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. When you think about the Lakers, even though you might love the purple and gold and this Southern California and that beautiful weather and that sunshine and it's LeBron James, One could easily argue the number one reason you should root for them is their owner, their CEO, the one and only Jeannie Buss, the lady boss of the champions. He's got five siblings, you know. Jim, Janny, Johnny, Jesse, Joey. Jim Buss used to run basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers. I am no fan. The hell with what he did. I know what he didn't do. 
I am no fan. He had no business running basketball operations. He was there because of his daddy. But this woman, Jeannie Buss, she's something special, y'all. She's something special. You can slice it any way you want to. She's something special. Started working for a father at age 19. In the early 90s, became president of the Great Western Forum, which was the home of the Los Angeles Lakers at the time. Took over as president and chief owner of the Lakers in 2013. The Lakers were valued at a billion. Most recently, Forbes had them valued at $4.4 billion. And that's before the Phoenix Suns were sold for $4 billion. So imagine what they're worth now. In case y'all forgot, she had to fire her own brother. He was hampering the franchise. She's also the first woman to own and lead a major sports franchise to a championship. And what is she doing with herself now? She's produced Legacy 10, that, you know, Legacy rather, that's a 10-part docuseries on the Lakers history. She's producing scripted comedy for Netflix, loosely based on the Lakers front office. And now she's relaunching. Women of Wrestling is called WOW, Women of Wrestling League. Whether or not that's going to compete with the WWE remains to be seen. But the bottom line is, no matter what trials and tribulations she endures, somehow, some way, she always manages to capture gold. It's who she is. I've known Jeannie Buss for years. Love her to death. What a terrific woman she is. She really, really is. She is the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. She's got a few things to tell us about what's going on with her. And we should listen. Because when we listen to her, we usually learn something. She's up next with Stephen A. Right here on No Mercy. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? Oh my goodness. I, I just don't know how to put this in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Don't know how to put this in the words. I'm excited because with me now is a woman who has done it all, and I do mean all. She's been a part of, count them, 11 NBA championships. She's overseen the billion-dollar rebuilding of the most storied franchise in the history of the NBA with the Los Angeles Lakers. And she is now changing the status quo in sports entertainment for women with WOW, a professional women's wrestling league. She's the ultimate lady boss. Please welcome to No Mercy, the lovely, the incomparable Miss Jeannie Buss. How are you, Jeannie? How's everything? Um, I am doing great and thank you for having me on your show. And can we just start off with like, I am mesmerized by your story. I, you're going to have to sign my book when I see you in person next time. (laughs) But I, um, when I ordered it, I also had some credits for the audio book and I went, Oh, I'll try that too. And the fact that you read it makes it so compelling and I, I'm I'm just, I mean, I loved your work before, but to know what you have been through and and your ability to tell stories, to tell your own story, yeah. is it's just it's blown my mind. So well, I, I am it. 
ringing your praises and telling everybody they need to read this book. Well, I appreciate it so much. I've, I've loved you for years. You're such a wonderful woman, and I'm so honored to have you on this podcast and so honored to know you, to be honest with you, because I think you're just you're just a great, great person. I want you to talk to me about you know, this women's wrestling league. I mean, I get into the Lakers and you and all of that stuff. I mean, forget all of that for a second. I want to talk about this women's wrestling league. Uh, I mean, now you're an owner with this. What's going on with this? Talk to me about this league right here, Jeannie. Why, why did you, why did you jumpstart this? Well, I knew that, um, you know, women would look to me and what my investment would be in women's sports, given mm-hmm. my background. Mm-hmm. And what was important to me was I would figure out something. I, I'd been a part of so many minor league, you know, mm-hmm. sports that that, you know, went bankrupt after two, three, eight years and never made it. Uh, roller hockey, um, indoor soccer, you know, you name it, I did it. But I wanted something that would be sustainable, that would be a business model, that if women really wanted to have an opportunity to perform and be in sports and have a, a, a platform, that wrestling really did provide it. We have, uh, a, you know, in this country, because of Title IX, we have this just huge amount of female athletes who, um, you know, excel at their sport and play, uh, you know, in college for four mm-hmm. years. And, you know, to become a Division One college athlete, you have to sacrifice 10, 11, 12 years old. You are training and you know you you reach the the height of your sport you know playing field hockey for the number 1 team in the country but now you graduate and your eligibility is gone mm-hmm. what are you going to do you're still an athlete you still have the discipline and the training and the 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 guts to be a performer mm-hmm. and wrestling has traditionally been uh you know something that has uh, stood the test of time and has lasted through the decades and has lasted through radio, television, streaming, you know, whatever it, right. it, it can, um, you know, uh, uh, roll with the, the changing media landscape. And women traditionally in wrestling have been only a sideshow or the undercard. They've never been given the, the, the spotlight, the main stage. And so putting all that experience together and knowing that we would have, um, you know, female athletes that would be interested in, you know, uh, using their training in another way. And it's really just been so terrific being able to give these you know, not only are they athletically talented, but they have the personalities mm-hmm. to sell themselves. And, you know, they wouldn't have a, a, another opportunity to do that. And, uh, you know, I'm providing it and more women need to think that way and mm-hmm. invest in women's sports. That's being very innovative. And I get that. But my imagination tells me that there were people who approached you that came to you because you're such an iconic figure, particularly in the eye, first of all, in the eyes of everybody, but especially in the eyes of women because of all of your great accomplishments throughout the years that people, I'm inclined to believe that people came to you and said to you, 
What about this? Is this something, is this an idea that you would support? Is that how it went down or was it you really just about you feeling this way? I, you know, I grew up um, collecting comic books. And um, so I was the kid that would tie a towel around my neck and pretend to be Supergirl running around my house. Mm -hmm. So when I saw, you know, my partner in Women of Wrestling is David McClain, who started back in the 80s, a thing called the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling Glow mm -hmm. right. that Netflix made a series about. And, um, you know, he was trying to get, you know, wrestling you know, back and, you know, uh, back in business. And he okay. uh, booked at the forum and we were, that's when the Lakers were still at the forum mm -hmm. and he would invite me to come to see the shows. And I was like, I thought it was going to be jello wrestling or mud wrestling and it was going to be sleazy and bad. So I gave him every excuse. Mm -hmm. Finally, I ran out of excuses. I finally went to one of his shows and I absolutely fell in love with it because this is character driven storylines so mm. that we have, you know, uh, um, you know, performers like, you know, um, Big Rig Betty and Foxy Fierce and, you know, Coach Campanelli. So, you know, the, the characters are really drawn from the individual, but of course, kind of made more larger than life because we're exaggerating and, and it's wrestling, it's putting on a show, but you, you have to be a, a great athlete to be able to perform in the ring. Mm -hmm. So I, I, it just kind of married all the things that I loved and I just saw the, that the potential. So that was back in 2004, 2005. So then we, you know, I called um, David up, you know, 10 years later, 2014, 2015. And I said, it's time for us to bring WOW back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so now we have a partner in um, Paramount Global and um, we are syndicated across the country. We have 52 shows wow. every wow. weekend, uh, brand new shows. Um, and, you know, we finally found a partner that understood what our vision was. And, um, you know, women are, you know, clamoring to be a part of it and, and come to our tryouts. So it's really it's been um, it's been wonderful to see, um, you know, just giving opportunities to women to be mm. professional athletes in this country. House. How helpful has the existence of women in the WWE and women in the UFC, how, how, how much has that assisted in the growth of WOW or the interest that people may have in women's wrestling? Talk about that for a second. Very much so, you know, because, you know, it, it's everybody's trying to figure out what is the what is the sport that's going to transcend and make women, you know, Finally, we've got all these female athletes. Where's the business model? Where's that going to come from? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when somebody like Ronda Rousey, you know, becomes a household name and does, you know, like fearless and, yeah. and goes in the ring and she inspires another generation of women about what the possibilities are of what, what you can achieve. And, you know, it's just going to continue to grow, but it needs investment. It needs people like me to, you know, help, 
you know, however I can to, to highlight these female athletes. Mm -hmm. Are you receiving any assistance from folks, whether it be in the NBA community or in the business community? Because obviously you're very, very well connected. How receptive are you, are they to helping you help this grow? Um, you know, I, everybody is supportive of, you know, I've, I've been lucky to have a lot of mentors, but it's, it's hard for some people to understand it's wrestling, Pacini, it's wrestling. Yeah. But that's wrestling has, you know, fills not only arenas, but stadiums, you know, and I expect, you know, that we will, we're going to find the next Dwayne, the rock Johnson or John Cena, somebody who's going to transcend just the sport itself. And, you know, how, how do you, where do you start? You have to start small and you have to chip away and you have to become part of the landscape. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't bear getting involved with another sport that wouldn't fly, that wouldn't make it, that would, you know, we'd be around three, four, five years, and then we'd have to fold up our, our show because it doesn't work. I really want something that's going to last longer than me. I want something that's sustainable and that other promoters will see, hey, you can make money by investing in women's sports. You, they can sell tickets. They can draw ratings. They they deserve our you know people to to watch, and you know they'll entertain us. Yeah, well you know one of the things that entertained me was legacy that ten part docu series on the Los Angeles Lakers, and you know we 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 don't have to get into to winning time in HBO because we know that that you did not believe that was an accurate depiction of what went on with the Lakers, and that's fair enough. We don't even have to go there, but I ask you this question because. It, it knowing you the way that I do and watching legacy and knowing your relationship with the late great phenomenal owner that was Dr. Jerry Buss still missing to death. Here's the deal. How would he feel about what he's seeing from his daughter at this stage and point in her life, owning the Lakers, owning the Lakers, women of wrestling, Lord knows how many other business ventures you've been involved with. And we know that it started, you know, with him and, you know, you wanting to prove a lot of things to him. Because if you watch Legacy, you know that. How would he feel and what would he say about what we're all seeing from you right now? Um, you know, he he was very clear as to what his goals were with the Lakers. And that was to, you know, to become the, the the greatest NBA team in you know franchise in all of sports. And, you know, because when he bought the team, there was really, you know, an East Coast bias that people only talked about the Knicks or the 76ers, <clears throat> excuse me, or, you know, of course the Boston Celtics. In order to be you know, the best team in the NBA, we've got to, you know, take on the Boston Celtics. Mm. And um, his goal was to win championships. And here we are, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, tied now with the, the, the Celtics in terms of, of um, championships. championships. Yep. And so I think that when we won the the championship in 2020 he would have been very happy because we're we took one step closer 
to mm-hmm. accomplishing his goal. And, right. and that's what he wanted me to do, was to carry on his legacy. And that's what the, the, the docu-series um, and the reason why we did it was we wanted people to know his story and to, you know, know what was important to him and, you know, how much he worked for what he got. Mm-hmm. But I asked that question. I appreciate that answer. And, I, and no, no pushback whatsoever. But I'm more so asking about you than the franchise because you've got siblings. You've got a multitude of siblings. And obviously he made it into a family business in certain respects because he gave each of you opportunities. But ultimately, before he was gone uh, and went to a better place, we found ourselves hearing more and more and more of all his children. The person that he wanted in control was you. And to me, you have spent years showing that you're worthy of the level of trust he's placed in you. So I ask you again, when you think about what you've accomplished, despite some of the Lakers struggles and what have you, the bottom line is you've got a championship on your resume. All right. First female to pull it off in NBA history, by the way, I'd like to add that. Um, what would he say to Jeannie Buss today based on what you've accomplished? He would say, that's my girl. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, he would, he would be, he would be happy, but then it would be, okay, what are you going to do next? Like mm-hmm. you can't, you don't uh, stop and, you know, just sit back. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you continue to evolve the team and mm-hmm. keep going? Yeah. So with that being said, We've got a situation right now with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, As we sit here and talk, I know you're under 500. I know there's been struggles, but I haven't given up on this Lakers. I'm looking at LeBron James in year 20 playing out of his mind like he has no intentions of going into the twilight. I I mean, he is here. Anthony Davis, I mean, all we're praying is that the man can stay healthy because we know what he can do when he's healthy. Russell Westbrook's come off the bench. Darvin Ham clearly appears to be the right coach for the job. I got a lot of love for Darvin Ham. And you just but you just you just uh, acquired uh, 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 this guy, Chamora, from the Wizards in a trade. How are you feeling about your Los Angeles Lakers at this particular moment in time as we approach All-Star Weekend? Well, as you mentioned, we are under 500, and yeah. I don't think we would even make the play-in unless we're at least 500. Right. We're three games under. Um, you know, we're we're slowly getting our starters back. Anthony Davis is playing. Hopefully, Lonnie Walker will be back um, during this road trip. Uh, Austin Reeves. Um, so I think as we get healthy then we'll know what we have. Um, you really can't judge what the team is going to be without, you know, the, you know, the star player, Anthony Davis, who we built the team around. And when, when your star goes down, I, I, you know, there's, there's very few teams that can continue to, to win when their top player is out. Uh, LeBron has obviously, you know, impressed everybody with his spectacular play. Um, you know, and it doesn't seem to be that time has the same effect on him as everybody else. Um, he has, um, you know, just been spectacular Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he's, he's, 
he's kept this team on course. And um, I, I think that um, the NBA, which one of the goals of the NBA was to create more parity in the league, um, you know, even though we are in 13th place, we are, you know, only a few games out from, you know, getting to the seventh or eighth spot. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's very, it's compelling. The regular season does mean something mm-hmm. and every team is playing like they want to be in the playoffs and we don't really see too many teams in the, um, situation that, that people thought, uh, our league had a tanking problem mm-hmm. and we don't see that because on any given night a team you know can win it does it really doesn't matter there there really is no easy game in the NBA you've got to watch every single game i remember when you you and i spoke a few months ago face to face and one of your primary concerns you said it unapologetically lebron james happiness You were not, you were very concerned that last year was a very difficult year. He walked around, he had an attitude. It was clear as to why that was. You weren't winning. And the number one priority was to make sure that that man uh, was happier and that y'all were moving in the right direction. As you reflect on how this season has gone thus far, although you're standing here right now, sitting here right now, three games under 500. You went 500 without, with the absence of Anthony Davis over those 20 games or so. Has LeBron James been happier? Uh, do you see a better move from LeBron James than he, you did I last mean, year? Unless he's winning, it's there. He's not going to be happy. That's right. that's him. That's that's what drives him. Right. And right. so I, you know, and I could see, you know, that why he would be frustrated. We're all frustrated when you know, we're down four starters and he's our only remaining starter and he's got to, he's got to show up and play and the burdens on him and he picks everybody up and he, you know, he plays, you know, not just what he needs to do. It's as if he's two or three players in one Mm -hmm. and, you know, scoring points, you know, that it, it just, it, it, it defies logic and it, it moves him even closer to becoming the greatest scorer in NBA history. And there's a reason for that because he is who he is and he Mm. wants to win and he's doing everything that he can. What does it mean to you imagining pretty much the inevitable is just a couple of weeks away before this guy, if not sooner before this guy breaks Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. So the all-time leading scorer in NBA history was winning championships with the Los Angeles Lakers. And now that he's been retired for many years, the guy that's about to eclipse him is wearing a Lakers uniform. Can you speak to what that is going to mean to you when that happens? It's fantastic that he is wearing a Laker uniform, but we have to look at really, this is an accomplishment of an individual. This really doesn't have anything to do with the team. Mm. This has to do with him and the work that he's put in, the sacrifice, the the dedication. Mm. This is about you know what he's meant to the game and what the game has meant to him. Mm-hmm. And that is an accomplishment that he can be so proud of and 
you know, and he's, you know, even when he breaks the record, he's, you know, everybody will stop and acknowledge the milestone. But the next thing he's going to do is get right back to work because he's got a lot of basketball in him and a lot of great things besides becoming the all-time greatest scorer. Is that why you were so committed to making sure that he got that extension? Because you didn't want him to go away for a long time? Can you speak to that? Because from my understanding, he didn't have to sign an extension. It wasn't necessary to get it done as early as y'all did, but y'all wanted to do it anyway. Can you speak to that for a second? Well, I mean, you know, when you talk about Dr. Buss, what what is important to him is that you take care of your talent. And, you know, we want LeBron to retire a Laker. We want him to, you know, be part of our story. And, you know, he is his his career is so legendary already. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's. It's just it's great to have him part of the Laker history. You know, one of the things that I said, and I want you to make sure I just got a couple of minutes left with you. I want to make sure I said this in front of you so you'll know that it was me. And I was like, listen, Jeannie don't play. And I said she loves herself some Rob Palenka. That's her basketball guy. That's a decision making but damn it, if people ain't winning, they ain't getting the job done. She is not going to stand idly by and just go with the status flow, uh, that, you know, the status quo. Somebody's got to step up and produce other than LeBron. I want you to tell my audience, was I right in saying that? Jeannie Buss doesn't play, and if changes need to be made, she will make them no matter what it takes because that's what her daddy taught her to do. Am I wrong in saying that? I mean, that is true. And, and, you know, it's sometimes it's tough in our business, but, um, you know, as we learned when Dr. Buss traded Shaquille O'Neal, that, you know, it's, you got to keep evolving and moving the team forward, having to, to um, relieve Frank Vogel of his coaching responsibilities with the Lakers was really tough. I mean, he had just won us a championship, but, for the roster that we had, we had to make a change. Rob Palinka has found in Darvin Ham the coach that we need for our team to move forward with this roster, and I think he's done a fabulous job. Mm. Before I let you get on out of here, I'd be neglecting mentioning uh, Mr. Kobe Bryant. Uh, you know, this past Thursday marked the third year anniversary of his passing. Um, all of us get sad at just the thought of it. Um, no matter how much somebody like myself and others have so much love for him, we miss our brother. Um, he loved and adored you. And obviously you have a profound level of love for him as well. Can you speak to what it's been like for you guys over these last few days, uh, knowing that the anniversary had arrived uh, and just recalling so many memories about the late, great Kobe Bryant? Um, it's, you know, definitely a solemn time and, um, you know, it's difficult and our new player, um, Hachimura, when, when I asked him, I met him and I asked him, have you chosen a number yet? And he said, yeah, I'm wearing number 28. And I'm like, oh, great. And he said, because of number two for Gianna. And number eight for Kobe. Wow. And I was like, this kid's yeah. going to do good. <laughs> like where his heart's at. Right. So while we're very sad, we will never forget. 
And, um, you know, I like to, to focus more on, um, you know, 824 Mamba and Mamba C today that, um, you know, uh, as time goes on, we want to celebrate, um, you know, his, his birth, which is, uh, August 23rd. Mm-hmm. And then the following day is Mamba and Mamba C today. And as time goes on, we're going to make that more and more of our focus as opposed to the day we lost him. Got you. This is the lady that is relaunching the women of wrestling. Wow. And that does personify Miss Jeannie Buzz. Oh, by the way, I would be, I'd be remiss and neglected to. Is a congratulations appropriate? I hear the nuptials on the. Oh my goodness! I, 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 listen, Jay Moore. Rings, but now I got this kind of ring. Excuse me, excuse me. I mean, congratulations with that. I mean, let, let me ask a last question that 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 some men don't ask, but this is what a big brother or a father or somebody will ask. But I'm gonna ask it. What did this man do to deserve you, Jay Moore? What, what, what did he do to deserve you, Jeannie? That's what I want to know. Um, he makes me laugh, and um, you know we've had our ups and downs, but we're in such a good place, and I, I couldn't be happier. But what really surprised me was, you know, in 2020 when the Lakers won the championship, and I was the first woman to do it. I got cards and letters, and you know, feedback from women saying you've inspired me. Right. And when our engagement is announced, was announced, and you know, I'm over 60 years old. And um, I couldn't believe the amount of feedback that I got for that, that (laughs) women, you know, my age and older are are saying, you've just made me think that I can find love again and that, you know, there, there's something else out there for me. So I've inspired, you know, older women now. So I, it's like, I, I, I am honored. because. Well, I got to tell you, I haven't seen him in years, but every time I've met him, he's always been a good guy to me. He's really funny. You know, I was just watching Jerry Maguire a few, a few, a few weeks ago. And I remember seeing him. I was laughing about it as well. My best to him, my best to you. Thank you so much. And you know, you're always welcome here. And I look forward to seeing you in the very near future. Matter of fact, I think you'll see me in a couple of weeks or so. So you take care of yourself, all right? We'll talk talk to each other then. Okay, then you sign my book. Yes, I will (laughs) sign the book. I promise. I promise. Thank you so much, Jeannie. Appreciate you. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline Until I flatline, I push it to the red line Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Pearls of Wisdom Thank you again to the wonderful, the lovely, the incomparable Jeannie Buss Not just on her nuptials uh, To actor Jay Moore coming up Not just because she's relaunched Women of Wrestling This Women of Wrestling League She's trying to make big things happen also want to congratulate her on all her success overall. She's an inspiration to women everywhere. Everything she does now, women everywhere are watching because she's the gold standard. It's no other way to slice it. She truly, truly is. And I wish her nothing but the best. But I must confess, just as hard as I'm rooting for her, I'm rooting for the Los Angeles Lakers because when the Lakers are winning, basketball is just better and more fun to watch. You can't have scrubs in Tinseltown. You, you just can't. You, you can't have people that are mediocre in Tinseltown. She's got LeBron. LeBron 
this dude is looking better in his 20th season than 99% of the league look after 10 years. It's unbelievable. It really is. Got to give love and respect to LeBron James. Got to. Got to. Anthony Davis is back. Hopefully he can stay healthy. That's asking a lot, I know, because it's not what he does. But I'm prayerful. Can't say enough about Russell Westbrook. The level of selflessness that he has put on display. All about team. All about doing what it takes to win. Doesn't mean that he's devoid of errors. The occasional turnover and stuff like this. Who cares? The bottom line is the brother don't cheat you. He comes to, he comes to play. He comes to play. And coming off the bench, he's played significantly better than he ever looked last year. Got a lot of respect for what we've seen Russell Westbrook doing this year. He's regained some of his stature that he lost last year. I'm telling y'all that right now. And the Lakers got a chance to make the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs and the expectations are minimal, I got news for you. They're probably playing with house money, which makes them that much more dangerous. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out. But I love how Jeannie Buss answered or validated my assertions about she doesn't play. She's not going to stand oddly by and stand pat and watch her franchise disintegrate. If Rob Palenka can't get it done, he's going to have to go. If players can't get it done, they're going to have to go. This a standard. And she ain't accepting anything less. That's how she is. That's how she is. And when you really, really look at it, last year was the one bad year. Remember, when they lost in the playoffs after winning the championship in the bubble in 2020, LeBron James and Anthony Davis were compromised health-wise. LeBron James, obviously, you're looking to appease him, and he he wanted Russell Westbrook there. Should have asked about that, by the way. But that's some of it that's on him, but he's playing lights out. Things can get very interesting, and biggest reason is this. Ladies and gentlemen, ain't nobody running away with anything in the West. I'll admit, nobody wants to play in Denver, that mile-high mile altitude and stuff like that. I mean, talk about home court advantage. But I got to tell you, can't rule anything out. But I'm not ruling anything out when it's Jeannie Buss. Just like she said, all the noise that she was hearing, you know, starting the, the Women of Wrestling League again, relaunching it, winning a championship with the Los Angeles Lakers, being a woman in power, the board of governors for the Los Angeles Lakers representing the Lakers for the league, etc. All of those things that have inspired women to look to her to ask for guidance and influence and support and counsel. And to be that role model for so many women. Now here she is in her 60s getting married. And I got to tell you, she's one of those personalities, man. You know, you're around her. It's hard not to smile. It's hard to be in a bad mood around Jeannie. Jeannie, Jeannie's, you know, she's a lot of fun to be around, full of life. You know, and she's one of those people that I can tell you truly, truly deserves the happiness she seeks. From a basketball perspective, damn it, we all do. We don't like the Lakers irrelevant. Now, you don't have to win the championship, but damn it, you need to be relevant. That is true. But I think they were on their way. And I'll tell you this much. I'm definitely going to count Jeannie Buss in before I ever count her out. 
she's proven that she's worth that much of an investment without question. That's it for today's episode of No Mercy. Thank y'all for joining me. Remember, you don't have to know sports to know mercy. I think I just proved that yet again today. Just in case I didn't, Jeannie Buss proves it every day. Stick around. Hope you continue to listen to my podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. Until the next one. Peace and love, everybody. I'm out. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.